Welcome to Chat Potatoes. You're listening to Danny Asante Pia and Taylor Nasta. We're two chatty friends sharing our thoughts on topics and trends. Hi guys, uh, you're actually not listening to Danny Asante Apia. It's just me, Taylor Nasa, today, and you're tuning into my very first mini-sode. So thank you guys for listening. Um, I'm actually equal parts like excited and nervous because I feel like it's just like such a natural conversation when I talk to Danny that time legitimately flies. So I don't know if I can keep the rhythm without her. I don't know. It feels like I'm almost doing stand-up without an audience. So I have no idea if I'm being completely flat. Uh, and I won't have Danny either to like slow my ass down because I talk so freaking quickly. Um, so yes, she will be missed. Uh, we had this idea to do the mini sods, um, only because we both have like individual passions that the other person may not be particularly like interested in or know enough about. Like last season, we would be pitching ideas for the last, like, or for episodes and topics and we liked them, but like only one person really was well-versed in it. Or like, we just didn't think that we could fill a full episode with something only one person knew a lot about. Um, so that's how kind of we became interested in doing the mini. It will also allow us to like interview friends and family in person because coordinating it over FaceTime and remotely is just like the biggest pain in the ass. And, um, anyone who like doesn't have access to like a proper mic, it's just like, uh, what a headache. So at least I can interview some people from home. Uh, today I'm going to try and keep it brief and I want to do an episode mainly like the first one just about myself because I'm probably the best at talking about myself. That sounds bad. But um, just to get to know me like a little more, if you don't, if you're listening, if you're like a viewer of Danny's and or sorry, you're a friend of Danny's and, and you listen because of her, like you're going to get to know me a little better. I'm kind of tr- I think I might just tell her to do hers, her episode on herself as well. Um, but oh, I also want to tell this story that so last week when Danny and I finished wrapping up uh, the fuckboys episode, we were just chatting a little while we were like sending while I was sending her all my clips. And last week I was telling her this story about this guy in California, basically like a year ago, he decides to go out and he's like doing like a reset of like his whole life. So he decides that like he's really lost track of his life and what's important to him. And like he's just not taking care of himself. And he's like feels like he's spiraling out. And this is a story right on the news. And I'm probably interpreting it like even more of it. But um, he decides that he's going to do like a four month trip to unwind, like collect his thoughts, meditate and just do like a really hard reset. And he goes off the grid for like four months. He leaves his phone at home. He like brings non-perishable items so he doesn't have to be in contact with people. Um, and he just is like going to focus on himself. And then like the four months are up and he's driving home. It's now April. So he's getting closer home. I think he lived in like L.A. and he starts be- seeing these people in masks. And he's like, wait, what the fuck? And he's like seeing people on the streets, but it's like a little more desolate than usual. Like, it's just like not a busy and it's typically like a busy area. And he's and like, it looks like life is like completely slowed down. And he's like, and at first he like didn't even really like put two and two together because he was like, huh, strange. Like, I don't know. And then like thing, the closer he gets to home, he's like, something is not right. He literally goes home. He turns on his phone. He's like getting updated with his like relatives and seeing the news. And he came home to the fucking pandemic in April. Like, can you imagine you go out of the world like because you just like literally need a reset and you come home to fucking scary town USA like nobody ever predicted this. And he left like January. So even if there was like little muffles about it, like you only hear like little things like, oh, like uh, people are getting sick from this disease, blah, blah. But you never think it's going to ever become like what it has. And he comes home and he's like, holy fucking shit, what happened? 
And I was like, can you, uh, me and Daniel, I was like, could you imagine? And I'm like, this has to have happened to somebody like in a coma. Like at least one person in the U.S. had to have a coma and then they wake up from their coma. Their doctors are like in hazmat suits. Like your family isn't there because they can't be at the hospital. And they're literally like, welcome back to the world. It's like a complete dumpster fire. And like, here's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> I don't, I used to say that a lot. I need to like start putting that back in my jargon. Um, but yeah, and like I was telling Danny that this is how I, this is like sad because I keep referencing her and she's not here. But I was telling her that that she didn't re, she didn't watch The Walking Dead. But that's like literally how The Walking Dead opens. It's the first scene. I'm not giving anything away. It's like the first episode. It's a cop who gets shot and he wakes up and it's the end of the world. Like there's a zombie apocalypse. And I was like, this is literally like how The Simpsons predict shit like The Walking Dead fucking predicted this. But with zombies and I, I only watched like, uh, I think I'm up to season five. I watched it like so long ago and then I caught back up to TV and never watched it. So I don't know if we ever figured out like how it happened. I need to start it again. Um, if anybody, I know. And like, I just want to look up spoilers because I, I, it's always in the back of my mind and I just need to watch it. But back to the Simpsons like prediction, um, which by the way, I don't even believe in that people believe that the Simpsons like predict so much shit that happens in the future. Um, there are like a few instances and I actually like remember them and wrote them down. But in the show of The Simpsons, um, they predicted in like 2013 that there was like an episode where uh, Europe puts Greece on eBay. Like they want to sell off. They don't want it in the European Union anymore. They want to sell it off. And people were like, oh, then like two years later, it was like Greece. They had like that financial crumbling, crumbling. And they like completely imploded on themselves. And everyone's like, The Simpsons predicted this. This is so crazy. And um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Oh, the the Siegfried and Roy. So they predicted that like tigers were going to fight back and like start an uprising. And people were like, this is them. This is like a couple years later, like the Siegfried and Roy accident happened, which is like, no, like no fucking shit. Tigers don't like this wasn't even like that stretch of a prediction. Like no shit. They don't want to be circus animals like and they turn on their masters. Like this isn't a huge prophecy. I genuinely do not believe in the Simpsons prediction stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that they did that people like point out oh the rigged voting machines which ended up like the 2012 election uh people complained that the machines were rigged but like that's every fucking election and oh but they predicted disney buying 21st century fox which doesn't seem that out there like that of course like that's specific but the only credit i literally will give them is like the donald trump of it all because there's an episode it's called bart to the future and there's, it's the episode and Lisa Simpson is like becoming president and they're like briefing her in the Oval Office and they're literally telling her how like her predecessor, they're like, oh, your predecessor, President Trump, he bankrupt the entire country. Like you don't have money to do this, this and this. And she was like, what? And I'm like, they literally predicted the Trump presidency and like they had it in several episodes and it was just like a running joke, which is wild. And of course, like that happened. And just an FYI, I took an elective class in eighth grade that was called the philosophy of the Simpsons. I do not know why this was offered as an elective. We had this like super genius English teacher. His name was Mr. Frost. And he was so advanced for like our feeble minds. He literally like he should have been teaching college level courses. Anyone who went to Cavallini Middle uh, Middle School knows who this man is. And he was so advanced. He actually was one of the people that like one of the teachers that applied to be on the Challenger. And he, I want to say he made it into like the top 50 candidates, maybe even 25. I kind of can't remember. It was so long ago. And that's insane. And also, thank God that like didn't work out. 
Oh, sorry. Okay, wait. So yeah, that's, that's literally my introduction to The Simpsons. And I used to be a big viewer. I don't I haven't watched it in so long. But I remembered all of this because I literally have a note in my phone of Simpsons predictions. So if you know me, you know that I'm literally obsessed with the notes in my phone. And I make a list for no joke, everything like the most random shit I can think of. Anything that comes to my mind, whether it be like writing video ideas, like funny stuff that my friends say app ideas. Um, I just have like an abundance of moronic thoughts and my iphone notes is literally my equivalent to like journaling so this is i'm actually that's what i decided i was going to do today on the podcast i was going to give you guys i was going to read you some of my notes in my phone of just like this is going to be like the most intimate look at all of my thoughts uh but the first one is predictions that i made that if i was a writer on the simpsons these are the things that i would predict for the show like i would write them into the show and be like haha we we predicted all this stuff. So this note is from 2013. It was like one of my like first notes. I have no idea why. Okay, the U, this is my first one. The US becomes allies with North Korea or at the very least signs a peace treaty. Possible. I do believe it's possible. You never know. My next one, the NFL football becomes flag football, which again seems beyond possible because all these players complain about like their injuries, how, how like bad they're getting hit, how they would never let their sons like play football because of like, the damage that they, that happens to them. So I predict that it's going to become flag football and like the like big, big future. Um, what was my last one? Oh, no, I have two more uh, on this list. Another one is the is that another Titanic scenario will be happening. And it but it will happen with a large vessel cruise. And that's all I wrote. But like, I don't know if I meant I don't like foresee an, them hitting an iceberg. I don't see that happening, but I see something going wrong with such a big size cruise that it's like a Titanic type of massacre. And I that's like hard to like, <laughs> that's horrible to like think that that's going to happen. But cruise ships just like make me fucking nervous. I don't know why. I don't understand buoyancy and like how they stay afloat. And I don't want to be explained. So don't nobody reach out to me and tell me like how it how it works. Because I, I don't care. Um, and my last one is 3D printing shopping. This is one I'm like actually very hopeful will actually become true. But I would write into the show that basically... Bart or somebody is going to have a computer. They go to the future, they have a computer and the printer is a 3D printer. So like, let's say I order a bag and then it literally 3D print. I buy it and then I 3D prints it next to me and then I have it like 3D printing shopping. That would be fucking sick. No, but again, like I feel like the Simpsons predictions, like all of them are specific enough to be like, wow, that's pretty impressive, but also like possible. So if you or anyone, you know, writes for the Simpsons, you guys uh, hire me. Okay. But this list also actually reminds me that I have a group of guy friends that play this game. They invented this game and they play it every year. It's called the Celebrity Death Pool. I'm not going to mention their names because they would legitimately kill me. But the concept basically is that they get together every year, kind of like the NFL draft, and they pick like eight to 10 celebrities, people in media, anywhere that they believe are going to die in that year. And they draft them all up and everybody gets like people and points towards these people. And then if that person actually dies... And I feel like there's rules like it, it can't be like by suicide or something else. I don't know. It's so fucking dark, but I'm so interested in it. But basically, in the, by the end of the year, whoever has like the most points wins and they all win like and they win money. I don't know all the details of like the point system. And it again, is fucking dark, but something about it just piques my interest. Um, OK, back to some other notes. Oh, OK. The Wedding Fantasy League. This is a good one for anybody who wants uh, to play this with their friends. So basically, I have friends from college and I have friends from home and I made we I've played this with both of them. We all make a list in our phones of a wedding fantasy league. So it's uh, we take the list of we take all of our names and you make a list in order. Who do you think is going to get married beginning to last, like first person to last person? It's it's really fucking hard because some people are like 
in somewhat like strong relationships. So you don't know if it could happen soon or, or they're waiting on something else. It's so difficult. And I allow one wild card. I haven't again, worked out the point system of this, but I'm losing both of my leagues. So that's awesome. But you get one wild card. So one person who you're generally like, I have no idea they could meet someone tomorrow and get married. And the person has to get legit married, not engaged. And then doesn't work out like literally tied the knot married. And I'm I wasn't right on my first two on either league, but I would suggest you play this with your friends. It's just fun. And I hold on to my notes forever. So it's just going to be funny to look back and see how wrong I was. I, by the way, I put myself in dead last for all of them. Um, I have future children's names. I think like a lot of females have this. And I literally remind my friends all the time. I only have three that I like really love for girls, for guys. I just don't even give a shit. Um, but for three girls, it's Vera, Mina and Zia are the top three girl names I love. And if I have three daughters, I will name them that. No ifs, ands or buts. OK, this one is a gift idea, uh, a gift idea note. So basically during the year, if I ever see something or just like at any time during the year, if I see something that I really like, but I just like wouldn't actually go out and purchase for myself or if I see something that I'm like, oh, my God, my friend would love that online or whatnot. I literally go into this note. I write in like, let's say I saw something that I know my friend Kelsey would like. I'll write her name and write what's under it. So when it comes time to buy her a gift, I already have an idea. And it, this thing has literally saved me time and time again, this freaking note. And especially like when Christmas or my birthday rolls around and everyone's like my family and friends are like, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I get something I like really don't fucking want. And I'm like, why didn't I just pick something like, why didn't I think of these things when they asked me? I literally have a list of like all price points. I'm trying to think of what's like oh, what's on here. Oh, like a barefoot dreams blanket um, film. I can like always use film just like stupid stuff. Piano lessons like money towards that um, because some people like don't like giving gift cards. I actually hate it. And I also want to be good at giving gifts to other people. So this really helps you step your game up. I suggest doing it as well. Uh, I also have a list of all the people I ever hooked up with. I feel like this is a is an important list. And a lot, like I think a good amount of girls also have this in their phone. It's usually locked down, um, all password protected. But it's just good to know and to like reflect on, maybe like shame yourself. But it is a list that I feel like a lot of people have. So... Um, what's another one I have in here? Oh, I have, um, I don't even think she knows I made this list. Uh, I have Olivia's excuses. Our friend Olivia is always fucking late and she always has some like really degrade excuse. And one of them was just so profound that I was like, oh no, no, I have to write this down and nothing ever topped it or came close to it. So there's only one in this note. This was created in November 27th, 2019. So that was, oh, that was blackout Wednesday. I remember this. She came. This is this was her excuse. I had to burp. She was an hour and 45 minutes late to our pregame. So that one I just look at and like, I have to laugh. OK, this is a good note that I literally love. And so one day me and my friends were sitting around and we were talking about like if we wrote a book, what would be the title of it? And now I've collected five, like five books because I have so many of this random things that I say a lot. So this is, we call them our memoirs. My, my first book, my first memoir, the title will be, and these are it, on my notes. Um, book number one, cheers to the governor or really governor exclamation point. This is a drinking game. I'm sure if, if you know me, we've played it together. You count to 21 and then add all these strange rules to it. But even if we're not playing the game, I used to just say it all the time. Like, ah, oh, cheers to the governor when we're drinking book number two, Rome wasn't built in a day. I say this as an excuse to get out of like why I was late being like uh, Rome wasn't built in a day and my my winged eyeliner takes time. Uh, book number three. I just happen to say it a lot. Book number three. You hate to see it. I have no idea when I started saying this. It feels like the beginning of time. I love this. I love saying it. It'll literally be in a situation where someone's like telling me something that's just like unfortunate. 
And it's just like one of those like, huh, like you don't even know what to respond to. You're just like, you hate to see it. And it's because I say it so much now that it's like almost sarcastic. Uh, Book number four, see you when I see you. I'll usually say this to people when I'm leaving an event, but I know I'm going to see them in like a week or two. I'll be like, all right, see you when I see you. Like just go uh, my goodbye. I do not know why I say this. I won't say it if I'm like leaving India and I'm like not going to see Harmira for like a month. I won't be like, see you when I see you. But typically if I'm going to see someone like relatively soon and book number five, I know I'm going to have more. This one is the title of my fifth memoir is what's your minimum. And the only reason I say this, it's related to like bottle services. And like typically there's a minimum amount that you have to spend if you want to rent a table at a nightclub is because I literally fucking hate when you have to go with a promoter. You're with 70 other girls. We're all uncomfortable in fucking heels. Nobody's sitting. We're sharing one bottle of Bacardi, not Bacardi, but it's usually just like gray goose and it's shit. And I just like hate that process of going out and going to nightclubs. So every once in a while, I'm like, I just go up to the uh, bouncers and I'm like, what's the minimum for tonight? Like, what is the minimum I have to spend to just be in my own fucking peace and just get like some peace of mind and be alone with my friends? Like, please. So what's your minimum? I happen to say a lot. It's now just like a joke. Like when we go out, we're like, all right, what, what do you think the minimum is going to be tonight? The dedication page on my second book and I dedicated it to my friends. Um, I haven't touched this note since 2017. So it definitely needs some updates. And I'm mentioning the, the names that I list in the dedication page are people are characters in the book. And that's like not even their names anymore. But I'll read you this one. Uh, dedication number two. Part two is dedicated to my friends who have asked if they would be in my book. Zia has your hair that wrestles with humidity. She wrinkles her nose at leftovers. She is never afraid to be herself. Cal shares your twisted humor. He belts your contagious laugh and he shines with your obliv obliviously positive charm. Len has your round, innocent face, your need to be comforted. And Bennett, Bennett gives your hugs. He has your artistically witty eyes. He has your sympathetic soul. To my friends who asked if they would be in my book, clo uh, read closely and you will find yourself. That's sweet. Um, it definitely needs some like tweaking, but that will be my second dedication page. And let me do one more. There's just literally so many in here, you guys. Uh, oh, I know a good one. Okay, so I'm gonna read the list. I put a list in my phone. I had this idea that in my old age, when I die, that I want to be cremated and I want my ashes to be scattered around the world. So it'll like teach my grandchildren basically like about the places that I really loved and yada, yada. This is the list is called place. I wanted my ashes to be scattered. Uh, the first one. Well, obviously, um, if you've listened to other things, you know that I, my dad passed away when I was young. So I want some of my ashes scattered where he's buried. I want my ashes scattered at my childhood home. It's like a mega list. So I want I want my like grandchildren to literally travel around the world. This, the third one is Radio City Music Hall. I have no idea why I put that. And right, that one definitely has to be edited. I do not know why of all places in New York. Like I love New York, maybe like Central Park. I don't I'm trying to think of a, a location that is really like me and where I would want to like be laid to rest. That, that sounds so dark. But oh, this is a good one. The Water Lily Room at the MoMA. I really hope this exists in like 100 years. But basically, uh, there's this room in the MoMA and it's uh, Monet's Water Lilies. He's like my favorite artist. And every time I go to see this exhibit, it's huge. And every time I go to see the the, the paintings, they're like they're literally like tall, floor to ceiling. Um, I don't know. It just feels like the first time I'm there and I literally love this place. And anytime people come to visit and we go there, I, I love it. So I would love to have even like a sprinkle to be there, to have my essence there. Oh, the next one, Montecatini Alto. So this is a town in Italy. We visited like I think I was in eighth grade 
And um, we only spent the day at this place. But basically you went up. It was on this mountain. It's like this little mountain town. You go up the ricketyest ass, like shakiest train to get up there. We spent the day just eating. And I don't know something about it. I just like always think about that day and like that little town and how I wanted to go back. So that would be fun to make my grandchildren go to and scatter me. The next one, the London Eye. I Again, I have no fucking idea why I wrote that. I love London. I don't think I would want to be scattered there. Like now I don't have a connection to it. I'm yeah, I might take that one off. Then another place, Purdue University, 100 percent. I was I still want that. I don't know where specifically, but I love Purdue. I feel like I just like grew so much as like into my adult life and just became an independent person. And like I all my memories are fond from Purdue. So I definitely want to be scattered there. Um, and I think there's two more. Yeah, there's two more. The ozone bar. This is at the Ritz Carlton in Hong Kong. Okay. I don't think that's going to exist later on, but, um, definitely somewhere in Hong Kong. When I went to visit there, I studied abroad in China and our last, the end of our leg of our trip was in Hong Kong. And we were just like balling out, having the best time ever. I won all this money in Macau. It's like their version of Vegas, basically. And that trip alone was just like so fun. And I feel like I would want to write a letter to someone being like, oh, you have to scatter me here because I love this spot. Apparently, I really love this bar. I think it's the highest bar in the world or at the time it was. Now it's probably in Dubai or something, but I definitely want it scattered. Even like the Great Wall. I feel like when I saw that that day, I like think about a lot, too. And then my last place is the Hanuama Bay Natural Preserve in Hawaii. I guess I would still say there somewhere definitely in Hawaii. I spent one summer in Hawaii in college. And like, sometimes I think back on that trip and I'm literally like, was that? No, I don't even want to say like, was that the happiest I've ever been? But it was that trip. Like every single day I woke up like with a smile on my face, like excited for the next day or like, I don't know, like every single day I was doing something. And like, it just is like one of those, one of the trips that like those stars align. I was only taking classes there. So it's definitely like circumstantial. I wasn't working or anything, but I would literally wake up just like so excited to go see new things. I had amazing roommates who were like locals and showed me everywhere. I also was working out every single day and then we would go do like a big ass activity. I don't know something about Hawaii. I just like literally was living my life, having the best time ever. And that I'm always like, I need to fucking get back there. If you guys haven't been to Hawaii, like I would recommend it a hundredfold. So I do want to be scattered in, in Hawaii. That was amazing. That trip. Um, <laughs> I guess that's how I'm wrapping this up. It was kind of like a darker note, but I hope you guys enjoyed some of my notes. I have, I'm not kidding. Like if I had to count, I would say maybe 50. It is truly just like an inside look on my weird ass brain. I hope you guys enjoyed my mini sewed. It was definitely way longer than I expected. So Danny's going to kill me on editing. Uh, we are back next Tuesday. I don't even know the topic and I really should because I should be outlining it right now. But thank you guys for listening. And... I will see you next week. Bye.